Merck sues the Biden administration over the Medicare drug price negotiation program and the Inflation Reduction Act. Some hospitals, outpatient clinics could face challenges prescribing 340B drugs following the removal of COVID-era guidance. And a new study finds that insurance coverage of expensive new drugs like Ozempic does not guarantee adherence. It's Wednesday, June 7th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Pharmaceutical company Merck has filed a lawsuit in a Washington, D.C. federal court against the Biden administration over the new law that allows Medicare to negotiate prices directly with manufacturers for the first time. The law, called the Drug Price Negotiation Program, was included in the Inflation Reduction Act that passed in Congress last summer. Merck claims that its drug Genuvia, which treats type 2 diabetes, will be among the first drugs to be subject to Medicare negotiation. It projects its other diabetes drug, Janimet, and its cancer treatment, Keytruda, to be negotiated in subsequent cycles. In its filing, Merck claims that the law is unconstitutional and violates its First and Fifth Amendment rights, namely that it violates the Compelled Speech Doctrine, which bans the government from compelling people to express things they do not wish to. In this case, Merck says that it's being compelled to agree with the Department of Health and Human Services mandated price. And Merck also alleges that the law violates its Fifth Amendment right by not adequately compensating it for its property. Merck said that the law was, quote, tantamount to extortion, end quote. It also said that it was willing to take its case all the way to the Supreme Court. HHS Secretary Javier Becerra said in a statement that the agency will vigorously fight Merck's lawsuit and the law was on its side. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services unveiled a timeline for Medicare drug price negotiation this past January and will begin its negotiation process with drug makers starting in September. At that time, CMS will unveil the first 10 Medicare Part D drugs chosen for the process. Drug makers will need to sign an agreement with the government to begin negotiations by the 1st of October. Once the first round of negotiations is complete, expected to be around September 2024, the negotiated drug prices will go into effect in 2026. More drugs, including Part B drugs, are slated to be negotiated in the coming years. A recent change from the Health Resources and Services Administration means that some hospitals, outpatient clinics, could lose their 340B drug discount status. In mid-May, HRSA, which is part of the Department of Health and Human Services, removed language from its website that allowed 340B-eligible provider entities to prescribe discounted drugs for patients seen at off-site clinics before those clinics were listed on the Medicare cost report. That guidance went into effect around the beginning of the COVID-19 public health emergency, but was not explicitly tied to the pandemic. The move caught some hospitals and their associated trade groups off guard. America's Essential Hospital CEO Dr. Bruce Siegel submitted a letter to HRSA Administrator Carol Johnson in May, seeking clarification on the agency's seeming reversal of the guidance. In the letter, he wrote that he was concerned about the lack of adequate notification or explanation for the potential change. 
change. As more hospitals shift patients to off-site clinics for care, a change in this 340B policy could be particularly disruptive. In Siegel's letter, he pointed to one unnamed hospital that had recently invested $16 million in specialty clinics for underserved patients that is counting on 340B discount pricing. If the previous policy is no longer valid, then the hospital would have to wait until January 2024 to use discounted drugs at that clinic, which would result in a financial impact of around $2.5 million per month and the loss of the discounted drugs for the clinic's marginalized patients, according to Siegel's letter. The 340B program requires drug makers participating in Medicare and Medicaid to sell outpatient medications at discounted prices to healthcare organizations that care for large numbers of uninsured and low-income individuals. The 340B program has been hotly contested by drug makers who argue that hospitals do not pass the savings they generate on to patients. Recently, several drug makers have said that they will no longer provide 340B discounts to contract pharmacies. Hospitals, on the other hand, have argued that the program is necessary in order to recoup losses they incur in providing uncompensated care. Insurance coverage alone of drugs like Ozempic does not necessarily guarantee adherence, according to a new large-scale study. The research, published in JAMA Open Network last Thursday, looked at privately insured adults with type 2 diabetes and heart failure who were prescribed either a glucagon-like peptide 1 receptor agonist, or GLP-1, which includes drugs like Novo Nordisk's Ozempic or Eli Lilly's Trulicity, or were prescribed a sodium glucose cotransferase Transporter 2 inhibitor, in shorthand SGLT2I, which includes drugs like Eli Lilly's Jardians or AstraZeneca's Farziga. It looked at drug adherence data from nearly 95,000 adults between January 1, 2014 and September 30, 2020. Researchers found overall that slightly more than 65% of individuals on these drugs adhere to their prescribed regimen. For people with low co-payments, which were defined as $10 or less, 72% of those taking GLP-1 drugs adhered and 77% of people taking SGLT2I drugs adhered. That's compared with 60% and 73% respectively among people with co-payments of $50 or more. The report concluded that lowering the out-of-pocket costs associated with these drugs could ultimately yield better adherence and advance overall quality of care in type 2 diabetes and heart failure management. GLP-1 drugs, in particular Ozempic, a brand name of semaglutide, have caught the public's attention for some of their unintended side effects, significant weight loss. Though the label for Ozempic does not include weight management, some physicians have prescribed it for this off-label use. A higher dosage semaglutide, sold under the brand name Wagovi, was approved for weight loss by the Food and Drug Administration in 2021. Currently, Medicare does not cover weight loss drugs and coverage through private insurers is inconsistent. And these drugs are expensive. The list price of Ozempic is around $892 per month.
This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at justhealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.